0: Welcome to Taking It Personally, the podcast for heart-led entrepreneurs who have a message to share through their business to positively impact the world. I'm Elle Turner, writer, business mindset mentor, mother and lifelong learner who wants to show you that when business is personal, that's when it can really make a difference, not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you and in the wider world. I'm on a heart-led mission to harness the power of thought leadership, mindset and personal growth. To help you express your heartfelt, soul-led message with confidence to the world and grow your own impactful business. So whether you're a coach, a consultant, an author, a speaker or in any other business, if you have a message to share and a positive impact to make, then here's my number one tip. Join me on this podcast every week and let's find out what we can do by taking it personally. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast where we talk about all things entrepreneurial leadership and mindset so that you can grow your heart led impact driven business and live the life that resonates with you that is in harmony with you at a heart and soul level. Well, hey there, it's Elle here from LTurner.me, and I'm delighted to bring you another episode of Taking It Personally today. We have a special guest joining us today, Michelle Room, a business coach who believes that we as entrepreneurs should be able to get clients whenever we want, which is definitely a message that I am here for. And she uses her background in marketing and PR to help small business owners do just that and grow their business to six figures with more freedom and peace So thank you so much for joining me today, Michelle, and welcome to Taking It Personally.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm really looking forward to talking with you today because our paths have crossed a little bit in Facebook groups over the years. And what we're going to talk about today is a topic that is ever present, I think, as a desire for business owners, a result that we all want to experience, and that's how to experience freedom in business. And As a marketing expert, I'm sure you keep your finger on the pulse about the topics that come and go in the online space. But the desire for freedom is one that I reckon sticks around. And I reckon it's almost universal as a reason for people wanting to start a business. Would you say that's fair to say? I would say that's
1: true. I think it's freedom in their time, freedom in their finances, freedom in their schedule. Like I think freedom definitely is the Kind of precursor to yeah. what leads to someone starting a business.
0: Yeah, a sort of ultimate goal for all of us. So let's just dive right in. So as small business owners, I mean we've got a lot to do, haven't we? We've got a lot of bases to cover. How um, can we do what we have to do to get clients whenever we want, but also maintain that feeling of having and actually having freedom in business? Yeah,
1: that's a great question. I think that um It's so interesting. We start our businesses for freedom, but then so many of us find, especially in the marketing realm, that it's very hard to come by. Like if you're not getting clients consistently, your business doesn't feel like it's bringing you freedom Yeah. um, because you're spending all your time trying to figure it out. You're doing all the things, trying to stay on top of all the strategies, but then not bringing in the financial freedom that you wanted when you started. So it's just a very interesting Um, kind of shift that happens there. And I think the first step to having freedom in your business, especially around your marketing and and selling, Mm -hmm. is letting go of the desire to be everywhere and do everything. Mm -hmm. Like in order to have Mm -hmm. more freedom, you actually have to do less. And I think that that's a concept that we have sort of backed away from in the online space. I've been, you know, running my own business for seven and a half years. And I think that We fluctuated between two um, sort of sides, right? Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we fluctuated between the side that says you need to be working all the time and hustling and doing as much as possible to get clients. And I think that was very much the online space, especially when I first entered. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, though, I think we've also gone to the other side. and This is where I think we're at now, where it's like, if anything is hard, just don't do it. If you feel like waking up and watching Netflix, just go do that you should be able to you know barely work
0: it's, and make money it's so funny you say that actually because i mean we haven't we haven't spoken about this beyond sort of bare bones of what we were going to talk about today in the episode but i was just outlining a podcast episode for the new year where i was talking about how i've seen the pendulum swing over the years that i've been in the online space and the trends that come and go between especially you know in, in the way that marketing conveys this is the way that you do your business no this is the way that you that you do your business so it's funny that you should say that because I've just literally been thinking about that um, yeah I, this morning. I
1: think that we have just gotten away from hard work and so I think that there has to be and I'm going to say a middle ground but I know it can be hard to find mm-hmm. where we are putting in the time and the effort that is required to sign clients but we're not killing ourselves trying yeah. to do that right we're not you know, spending all of our time attached to our computer or attached to our phone, like did the client sign yet? Did I get a new client? Like, I think that it's so easy to fall into that. And so how do you find that middle ground? I think first you've got to let go of the desire to do everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I always talk about the power of one Mm -hmm. and how that can actually get you more in your business than you ever thought possible. And when I say power of one, I mean one offer, one message, one audience doing one thing really well before you add on. And I think that that alone is how you get more freedom is just simplifying and looking at, okay, you know, what is the offer that I want to sell? mm mm-hmm where am I going to grow an audience, Mm -hmm. right? Like which platform do I want to use and focus only on that before you add on a bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. What's Mm -hmm. the one message that I'm going to communicate to people about what it is that I do and just keeping it really, really simple. You know, I see a lot of women kind of launching new offers every five seconds, changing their offers, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, changing their pricing. Like we're changing so many things because we think, well, it didn't work on the first try or the second try. So that must mean it doesn't work when in reality, like, it takes work, right? It takes work. So I think that's probably the third piece of this is, um, you know, acknowledging that it takes work, right? So it's like letting go of the desire to do everything, staying really, really simple in terms of one offer, one message, one audience, and then recognizing that you're going to need to work it. Yeah. When I say work it, like, a minimum of 90 days of consistent effort in marketing your offer before you make tweaks, Yeah. before you make any changes. And when I say tweaks, like we're not talking about, I marketed my offer or sold my offer for 90 days and I didn't sell anything. So I'm going to move on to the new offer. Mm -hmm. No, it's like, okay, let's wait 90 days. Let's collect data, collect Mm -hmm. information, Mm -hmm. see how people respond. And then we can say, okay, if the offer's not selling, Let's start with your messaging. Like, how are you communicating about the offer? Are you getting in front of the right people? Like, there's steps that you can take to troubleshoot. And I yeah. think that a lot of people really resist that because they think it means that they did something wrong or that they're on the wrong path. When in reality, that's something everybody has to do. Absolutely. And this is me speaking as a multiple six-figure business owner who has been in business for a long time. I have to troubleshoot all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. I very rarely do something once and have it work perfectly. Like, yeah. That's just not been my experience. I think that my success and my growth has come from being willing to figure out, okay, why did this work the way that I expected? Okay. Like I'm going to do this long enough to even collect the data needed to troubleshoot. Then I'm going to troubleshoot and then I'm going to give it some more time. Like yeah. you just don't get Enough time anymore, and I think it's that instant gratification that people are really after.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting because I was going to. Well, I will, I will come on and ask you in all the pieces that you've just given there. Which, yeah, they're such good advice and really, really hard to do. I think when we come into the online space and we we want to to grow a business, so at every piece that you've mentioned there, what would you say are the most common causes of resistance that come up for your clients?
1: Think that overall people are resistant to giving it enough time and troubleshooting and doing that work because there's this deep down fear that's like if I do all of this and I put in all of this work and it still doesn't sell, yeah. What is that about me? Like we're so afraid of the discomfort that comes with that, yeah. Which is interesting because as a result of that thought, we don't do the work to troubleshoot, we don't put in the effort. And then we actually create that scenario. So it's a bit
0: self-fulfilling in in a way. Yeah, it
1: is. So I think overall, that's what leads a lot of women to be resistant. I think when it comes to, if I break down each piece that I mentioned, the offer, Mm -hmm. it's, well, if I only sell one thing, I have fewer chances to get clients. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's actually the reverse. It's so counterintuitive to the way that we think. If you sell one thing, your audience, the people who are following you, the people that you're selling to are going to start to associate Mm -hmm. with that Mm -hmm. thing yeah right and that's when you're going to get tagged in other groups when someone says i need help with you know i'm a i need i need a website designer yeah website, website designer right Um, and then you have people tagging you in that thread. Like that's how you get to that place. You know, I kind of take that for granted now Mm -hmm. that people tag me so readily, like you should talk to Michelle Vroom. You should, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even think about the fact that that's something that I once dreamed of in my business. And I know many listeners Mm -hmm. probably feel the same. Mm -hmm. Well, Uh how did I get to that place? It's because I stayed consistent with one offer instead of jumping all over the place. Every time you introduce another offer, you have to think about, you know from the minds of your audience that's a new offer that they have to explore that's a new offer that they have to kind of get on board with you know mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. need to see and hear things easily 10 to 12 different times yeah yeah more at this point yeah, i think i've yeah. seen like upwards of 16 times before they are ready to to buy Yeah. and so if you're always introducing something new you're never giving yourself that time to have those touch points right to have you know, you're, you're not, you're never going to get to the 16 times. Absolutely, because you're, you're your giving up before that. Because yeah. you, you sold it for, you know, three times and they didn't buy. Yep. Well, if they're going to buy on the seventh time? What if they're going to buy on the eighth time? What if they're going to buy on the 16th time? Like, are you willing to show up that much? And I have that. Yeah. I, and I really believe that's been... A key factor in my success especially when it comes to my offer
0: because going back to what you said about being known for something even if somebody doesn't need what you're doing right in that moment that they first see you when you're consistent you're top of mind still when the person does then need the web design exactly. or, you know exactly. um it's like it's like commercials right yeah. like it's mm-hmm.
1: a commercial where you hear the opening lines of the song or the jingle or whatever and you're like "Oh, I know exactly what that is or you hear someone say the tagline like there are so many brands, right, that mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. know instantly what they're talking about, even if we're not actively using it.
0: And Absolutely. It. But then when you yeah. do need it and you're in the supermarket, it's that brand that pops out to you Exactly. in, in so a shelf. In yeah. in your
1: mind, it's yeah. in your subconscious, you don't realize it. And that's why we need to show up more than we ever have before. Most women that I coach, right, will say to me, like, if they if they say to me, this is usually how it goes. You know, I'm not signing clients, I'm not booking sales calls. The first question I ask is, well, how often, how many, how many invitations have you made mm-hmm. to book a sales mm-hmm. call?
0: Mm-hmm. How many times have
1: you talked about your offer? And it's usually like, not very many. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. need to go, go do it more. Can you talk about it until you sound like a broken record? Mm-hmm. If you don't sound like a broken record, you're not talking about it enough. Yeah. And I know that there are people who are gonna hear me say that and think, well, I don't want to be salesy. Okay, who are you thinking of when you're saying you don't want to be salesy? Mm-hmm. Are you thinking of the right person, the person who wants to buy? Or are you thinking about the person who's going to be annoyed with you? Mm-hmm. If you're thinking about the person who's going to be annoyed with you, you are no longer marketing to people who want to buy. You're marketing to people who don't want to buy. Mm-hmm. So then those are the results you're going to get, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the focus on not upsetting the people who are not interested in your stuff rather than attracting the people who do want, you, want Whenever your stuff. Whatever you focus yeah. on grows. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. So
1: so if you focus on the people who don't want to buy, that's the result that's going to grow.
0: Yeah, yeah. In your business. Absolutely. So going back to what we were talking about freedom and you've you've outlined there a really solid process for people to hold on to to start to create that freedom. We were talking about different types of freedom. Can you can you talk a wee bit more to when I mean, we were talking about time, we were talking about money, we were talking about schedules, but what what do you see as the most common type of freedom that people want? Is it financial or is is it deeper than that?
1: I think it's financial, but I think it's deeper than just the money they want to make. So um, my mission, and I came up with this a couple of years ago when I really just took some time, like a a retreat with my team to think about like, what is my million dollar vision? Because Mm -hmm. that's what I'm going after in my business. Yeah. And it became very clear to me. And it's something that I've talked about so many different times over the years, but didn't realize or didn't see the theme. And the theme is helping women become the provider for their family right now when I hear the word provider everybody has a different definition of that and I'm not just necessarily talking about finances but I do think that when women talk about wanting financial freedom when they talk about wanting six figures right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not like uh, so I can sit in the bathtub of money I mean I yeah. guess maybe for some people it is if that's if that's you that's okay right? yeah. No yeah yeah absolutely yeah, but yeah for most women it's what does the money allow me to do and when we talk about providing I mean that could look like you know, retiring your spouse or allowing your spouse, some women don't want to retire their spouse. Like my spouse does not want to be retired, but Mm -hmm. because of my business, he was able to leave a job that no longer served him and do something else that does serve him. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's a dream for many women that I serve. It could be saving for their dream home or renovating or making updates to their existing home. It could be sending their kids to a certain school, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. just like the extras on vacation, like every summer my family goes to ocean city, New Jersey, which is a beach area. Some some of your listeners probably know it. Um, and we walk the boardwalk and that stuff's expensive. Like it's so overpriced and the kids always go to like the most overpriced thing. And they're like, I want that. Right. (laughs) And, um, it's nice to not feel like you have to tell them no, like you want buy your kid everything under the sun right but you don't have to tell them no like you have money for the extras and so
0: yeah you don't have have to you don't have to sort of do it whilst biting your lip and worrying in the background about what what what's going to have to give way because of that yeah yeah no I understand exactly so
1: when we talk about providing I think we're talking about taking care of the people we love Mm -hmm. giving Mm -hmm. them the life they deserve Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. really I think the kind of freedom that we want and so time like having more time for them, I think, allows us to do that. But that's where I think the financial piece comes in. Yeah. Like, yes. We want to make more money in our business. But if the money is all you care about, like what is in your bank account, that's going to fade quick and you're not going to be in it for the long haul. You're not going to be doing the work that I just mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you want something bigger, if you want to provide, mm-hmm. if you want to take care of the people you love and money is a means or a vehicle for how you can do that, then mm-hmm. you will be in it for the long haul. Yeah. your vision is so much bigger. And I think that's what freedom really needs. Yeah. And that's different for everybody, right? Like I gave some examples of what, you know, the definition of a provider looks like. I mean, when I say provider, I think people resonate with that word because they can come up with their own, their own example. Yeah, like yeah. People listening right now, I'm willing to bet that when I said provider, there was some kind of like vision or example or something that popped into their heads, usually like a picture yeah. of what that looks like. And that's a beautiful thing because we all get to,
0: of create that definition for ourselves yeah absolutely absolutely so that's been so interesting and I love the way that you speak about this because you're so clear about what you believe and what you know to be true from your experience over the years in the online space so that's that's been really great thank you for joining me and for sharing your knowledge so generously with us that's been really good today where can people find you online to find out more about what you do
1: Yeah. So, um, the best place to connect with me is the market, like a boss Facebook group. So that's where I share, you know, resources and information on how you can market in a way that feels good for you, how you can market and show up consistently and be in control of signing clients. Um, I always say that, like, how do you be in control by focusing on what you can control, which is you showing up, you marketing, you talking about one offer, right? Like, we so often try to control everything else and, you know, who's going to buy and when they're going to buy and how quickly it's going to happen. And like, we and try what, are to like exactly. yeah. what are they
0: thinking about me showing up like this? Exactly. What are they thinking about me? How
1: can I make sure that they don't think
0: anything bad mm-hmm, about me? Mm-hmm. But
1: in reality, the only thing we can control is ourselves. And I really think that if you focus sure. on that, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. going to control how much money you make and how many clients you bring in and when. Um, and so that's kind of the theme of Market Like a Boss is really showing up and taking that that ownership back and taking that control back and giving you really practical steps for how you can do that. So I would love for any of your listeners who enjoyed this to connect with me over there.
0: Absolutely. And I'll leave a link in the podcast description to your Facebook group so that people can hop in once they've listened. Um, I focus on entrepreneurial leadership development for solopreneurs and micro business owners. And one of the things that I always say is that business is personal, and that you need to build the business owner to build the business. What do you do to build yourself as a business owner? What have you done over the years to build yourself as the business owner who now has, was it multi-six? You said multi-six yes. bigger business. Um, okay, yeah. maybe
1: we've done a million gross, over a million gross in the last three years. And I'm working toward doing that in a year. So like getting better and faster. Um, I think the biggest thing that has helped me is having a coach, having somebody in my corner, Right. Um, I've actually been with my current coach for almost six years. And she knows me inside and out. And I think there's such a power of long-term like coaching relationship. It doesn't mean you always have to do that, but that has really served me because she has challenged me kind of as a leader, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, challenged me to think bigger picture about my mission and vision of my business and where I'm going, which if you have a team, if you have, you know, even just a, a VA, right. Or some, you know, even if it's just you, it's like knowing where you're going is so vital, right? And there were times that I didn't really think about that. And now I do feel very dialed in to where I'm going. So I think that has helped a ton with my leadership. I think just being a leader and doing it, you know, I don't feel equipped for that job. Just like I know that there are people listening who don't feel equipped to be a marketer. They don't feel Mm -hmm. equipped to be a salesperson, right? But Mm -hmm. you are, like if you started a business, you're a marketer, you're a a salesperson, you're all the rules, whether you like it or not. And you can cry about it and complain (laughs) about it. Pick yourself up and and do it. And so for me, leadership is definitely an area that I don't feel very well versed in, um, that I don't feel like is my strong suit, like in terms of leading a team, but doing it anyway and not waiting until I feel quote unquote ready, ready. to lead mm-hmm. a team has mm-hmm. actually helped me improve my leadership skills. So there's investments that I make, right? And in, in getting support in that area. Certainly I think the coaching has helped, but also just doing it, being willing to be imperfect, being willing to be honest about areas in which I fall short. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Like for you to be able to say, like, you know what, this is an area where I fell short and maybe even acknowledge that to your team. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, you know, with my kids, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be better about Apologizing, if I need to apologize, like if I lost my temper or you know, like maybe raised my voice in a way that I shouldn't have with them, like whatever the scenario is, right? As parents, we get it. Yeah, um, made a practice of saying like, "Hey, I'm really sorry." Like sometimes, mommy messes up, and I think that that's something that is just such a humbling experience, and something that I think we need to see more of in the online space as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because I think we we feel that we should know all the things, and. I think if we have a tend we have a tendency to if we don't know something. I certainly know that this was my own experience to sort of turn it in on ourselves and think, right. oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I'm not good enough. How could I not have known that? And it's like, well, you right. you have to learn, you know. Right. And there are some yeah. things we yeah. there are some things we know and accept. We have to learn, but somehow that seems to escape us in the online space that we have things that we need to learn and that's perfectly okay you know so yeah yeah. so yeah no that's great I, I love your take on that Michelle and thank you very much again for joining us and thank you so much for having me remember to check out the podcast description for links to where you can find Michelle online and thank you to you for joining us both today on the show I hope you enjoyed today's episode and we would love to hear what spoke to you so do get in touch And I'll speak to you next week on the podcast. But until then, enjoy your business. Bye for now. Thank you for taking it personally and spending this time with me to talk all things business mindset and entrepreneurial leadership. I so appreciate your desire to have this conversation and join me on my truly heart-led mission. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you and your success always. So join me next time to talk about what we can do by taking it personally.